Well, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 109. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr. of InstantImage.com. If it sounds a little echoey, we are joined by the Douglas High Wrestling Team. We are in the Douglas Weight Room this week, and we got a couple couple guests with us here, but before we get to that, would like to thank today's title sponsor, that is Played Against Sports, located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Joining us here today, we got head coach Jake Fair and then two seniors with Douglas Wrestling in Sage 80 and Colton Zinn. How you guys doing? Thanks for coming on. Doing pretty good. Doing good. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys making the time and uh, you know, it's just down here. We're taping this on Thursday for the record. It's not going to come out till early next week, but we were just down here yesterday for your guys' triangular duel against uh, Fernley and Yarrington. Jake, I know I kind of talked to you about that yesterday, but to kind of lead things off here in the, the first third or so part of the season, uh, what's been your impression of the team? And I know your your numbers are, are up this year in terms of turnout as well. Well, um, let, let me tell you that the wrestling team this year, they're really bringing their A game uh, into practice and into the duels and tournaments. The dedication and hustle I've seen from the team has been nothing short of impressive, and it's a, it's a pleasure to watch them in action. Yeah, and you know, kind of the same thing to, to you guys here with um, with having more people in the wrestling room. What does it do for you to kind of have ability to maybe have more partners and kind of change things up and see more looks from different different wrestlers? Yeah, like wrestling is a really unique sport, and I think everybody is a different wrestler, and it's really nice to be able to go back and forth and bounce between a lot of different styles and get a lot of looks and it just really helps me wrestle at another level you know uh, I like it because the adversity in the in the gym when we practice we have a full girls team this year we have like four guys in every weight class for you know just JV and varsity combined and it just helps me out because I can wrestle with a freshman one day or a junior the next day a senior the next day I have multiple different partners that I can choose from yeah, while, while we're with you guys, I guess, what are your personal goals for, for this season in terms of uh, maybe even S&C, but also to, to regionals and potentially state as well? Yeah, so um, I've been really training in practice and outside hitting up the camps all summer and just practicing at a high level, and I really want to perform at a high level, especially in those big tournaments like S&C, and then we're going up to Idaho pretty soon in January, so I just want to perform and be kind of a hammer in the bracket and um, a long-term goal is I, I really this year want to place in state. I think I just got to bring my game and I think compete a lot at a much higher level than even I'm practicing. Um, my personal goal is, is to place top four at SNC and then to place top eight at Raleigh Lane, which is a tournament in Idaho. I'm also hoping to win regionals and win state to bring a state championship back to Douglas would be nice. I got, like Colton said, all summer I've been working. I went to three or four different camps this year, practice from March till July till football started. And I think the hard work's paying off this season. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, Jake, I guess to you, as far as expectations for, for the team, um, you know, do you have expectations for, you know, the dual record and kind of your, your league slate this season? And then, I guess, is there a specific number of uh, kids or wrestlers you're looking to have qualify for state as well? Well, obviously, I'd like to have them all qualify yeah. for state, uh, but kind of got to break down the goals uh, either week by week and then uh, tournament by tournament as well. But our, our primary goal in dual matches it, this season is to build a, a you know comp a cohesive competitive team. 
Um, that's what we're aiming for is to maximize our strength and address the areas that we need improvement in in each match. So we're, we're, we're doing those analysis and, and we're improving week upon week, match after match. So we're not looking at losses as losses, we're looking at them as learning experiences and we're really trying to grow the kids. We talk about it, my goal is to take every kid to their next level. They get to that level, my goal is to take them to the next. Yeah, and you know, kind of to that, that same effect, uh, how do you kind of see the team continuing to, to improve through SNC and uh, into, into league season? You know, developing that consistency in our performance is really what we're after. And, you know, each tournament I'm seeing that improvement and we're facing new challenges. This year, we really put together a, a string of, of hammer style tournaments, TOC, SNC, and then Raleigh Lane. And then we're going to bring it right back and, and go to um, Spring Creek, where we had a lot of success last year. Sage had a lot of success last year. Uh, Colton learned a lot last year in, in that tournament. And here we are, we're going to bring a new group with a different set of, you know, strategies and plans. And uh, I really see that leading us right into that dual season. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for you guys as, as seniors, what do you think it'll take in order to be, be at your best when, when regionals roll around? Uh, like I said, I think that um, when we're practicing, you really got to you really got to put it all out there. And a lot of that's mental, right? So you got to you got to really focus on um, your mental game, too, because I think that wrestling is a majority mental than it even is physically, but you just got to push yourself past that next level. And like uh, coach was saying over there, you got to take it levels at a time. So each tournament, you got to focus on the little things that you got to do to get yourself better. So that's, that's what I got to do to perform. My goal before regionals is to just get in the best shape I can possibly be in, you know, conditioning before school at practice, going to club practice up in Reno, just getting in the best shape I can be in and the best mental state too, because when you lose in this sport, it plays a big effect on your mental as well as your physical. You know, you put so much time in. So you want to make sure you're in the best mental position when you're at regionals and then carry that on through state. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, mental mental uh, stamina, uh, physical stamina as well is a big thing. How, how tough is it to get into wrestling shape uh, for you guys? And uh, obviously, I'm sure you're ramping up until you get to towards the season end. Um, it's pretty tough, but with the preseason help, you know, we do five days of practice a week and then extra if you want. Most of our city guys show up to extra just so they could get that much better, which is different than last season. You know, last season we had people who were happy with where they were. This year we have people who are hungry and want to get better. So it's pretty tough to get in the wrestling shape. But in my opinion, it's mostly mental because when you're at, in the third period and imagine you're tied two to two and you need to take down a win, it's not, oh, I'm tired. You know, everyone's going to be tired, but it's going to it's going to be how you fight through that with your mental to win the match. Then go ahead and wrestle throughout the rest of the day because you know you don't always just have one match. You got to like fight through that mental and the physical pain and then keep going and grinding. Because if you're tough mentally, you're going to win a lot more than if you're just tough physically. How tough is it for you to, to get into wrestling shape or to get into that best possible physical condition, uh, you know, in, in mid to late January? Yeah, I think that uh, wrestling shape is a whole nother, a whole nother thing than any other sport, like being in good shape. Like you, you can say you're in good shape, but wait till you take a step in the wrestling room. But um, for me, what I got to do is um, I really got to push myself in practice and it's all about like practice how you play, right? So you got to push yourself and um, really just give it everything you got, even in practice, even when no one's looking and um, even outside the mat too, um, like putting in that extra work, maybe going on a run and all that stuff. But yeah, like Sage said, um, everyone in the room is hungry. We've been putting in the work outside of the season too. 
getting ourselves ready for the season and I'm feeling pretty good and but there's always room to grow. Yeah, and I know I didn't give you guys this question as a prep question, but brought it up here just just a moment ago. I'm curious, what's what's the mental aspect like uh, in that warm up walk when you know you're a couple matches away from it being your turn and you're you know kind of pacing back and forth to to stay loose and you know I'm sure some guys listen to music, some guys kind of stay in their own head. What's what's that like? What's the conversation with yourself, or is there or are you just trying to tune everything out? Um, for me personally, the thing that helps me, especially in dual matches, is walking around, making sure I'm still warm. I keep my hoodie on until the very last possible second to keep myself warm. I like to go through the match and envision what I'm going to do. Most of the people that I wrestle this year, I've wrestled last year and I've wrestled previous years. But even at big tournaments like TOC, SNC, and Raleigh Lane, I just walk around with my hoodie on, trying to stay warm and envision the moves I'm going to hit. Because, you know, wrestling, you can have, you can know all the moves in the world, but you're really only going to be good at like three or four of them. So you want to hit those ones as much as possible. Like for me, I like hitting double legs. So before the match, I envision myself hitting double legs or like, you know, halves or stuff like that, that I'm, that I'm good at hitting. So I just envision myself doing all those moves that are my bread and butter. And then I just like to keep to myself. I don't really like to talk to anybody, keep myself mentally prepared. Cheering on my teammates in duels especially gets me hyped to wrestle because, you know, the previous, previous years, um, my training partner, he graduated last year. I w he was always a weight class under me, so I'd always watch him wrestle. And then if he would win, I'd be hyped up for my next match. Or if he would lose, you know, you grow a bond with someone that your partner's with, so I just feel like I watched my brother lose a match, so it'd get me hyped up to wrestle because I just watched him lose his match. So... You just kind of walk around and you uh, envision yourself winning the match. If you envision yourself, you know, losing at any aspect, you're probably going to lose the match. You got to believe in yourself before you go out there and wrestle. Yeah, same question to you, Colton. What's kind of running through your your mind when you when you're doing that that warm up walk prior to wrestling? Yeah, so I'm I'm mostly trying to to stay warm and physically warm, sure, but um, I really also want to stay mentally warm too. And I'm I'm really talking to myself in my head about. Um, like my coach always says, you don't rise to the occasion, you sink to the level of your training. So I talk about everything I've done to get to the point where I'm at and how hard I've worked. And I know that I've put in the work and I repeat that in my head. So I know that um, I'm working my butt off in the room and I deserve to be here. And I'm, I just, like Sage says, I envision myself winning because I know that I'm putting in the work to get her done. Yeah, I'm sure envisioning, envisioning uh having that, that vision to, you know, of success is, is huge for, for wrestling. You know, Jake, I'm curious with, uh, some of the state returners last year, is that, uh, is that an expect, does that give those kids, you know, a level of leadership? Is there an expectation that comes with, uh, you know, having wrestlers return that are, that were state qualifiers the year previously? Absolutely. Uh, there's, there's a leadership aspect to it. Um, one, they are both captains. Uh, however, they, put in the work, they embody the things that we're working towards. So there, there's a look up to aspect, not just leadership, but those in the room uh, looking up to them. And these guys here, I, I, I've said it to them while they're practicing as well. I said, pay attention because they're looking at you. Pay attention, they're looking up to you. So everything that you do, they're embodying all the time. And uh, Colton hit, hit the nail on the head with the, uh, you, you don't rise to the occasion, you sink to the level of your training. And our training this year is totally different because we have that buy-in, we have that hunger. We're, we're going to uh, multiple different aspects. Uh, we're, we're doing aquatics, we're doing yoga, we're doing 
things outside of wrestling to get our bodies and our minds ready to take those challenges on as well. Yeah, you uh, alluded to with yoga and, and aquatics, how important is uh, flexibility in this sport? Flexibility is huge in this sport. I mean, Colton had a, a nice one the other night in, the, in his match where he was almost in the splits. And, you know, being able to to work through that and, and be flexible and move on to the next move and fight through things is, is very important. Yeah, that's a luxury personally. I don't I don't think I have much of uh, <laughs> from experience there. It took me too long to be able to touch my toes at, at any point in time. Um, you know, what? what is your favorite part of the season? Is it is it kind of that preseason when everybody's coming back and you kind of get that that you know that hype that motivation for for the full season is it is it some of these tournaments where you're out of state is it you know regionals and state because that's what you've worked all season for I guess I'm curious for for all three of you we can start with you Jay I, I think uh, my favorite part is probably the pre-tournament anxiety it, you have it as a coach you can see it in the kids maybe the seating meetings happen maybe it hasn't especially early in the season, the seeds really don't matter because nobody knows how much work someone, someone has put in in the off season uh, to make that work. So, you know, maybe they did something last year that was awesome, but, you know, you have Colton. He, he didn't place at state last year, but, man, he put in the work in the off season. Here he is making waves. And you have Sage. He didn't place at state, but, boy, did he put in the work to get there and it just didn't happen. Now he's, you know, a standout. So those early morning seeds, so you have that anxiety, that buildup, and then there's kind of a camaraderie that happens after weigh-ins and things like that. Um, that's a special time for me, uh, just just to kind of mingle with the team and have those conversations and, and get ready to go before the action all happens. Yeah, Sage, do you have a favorite, favorite part of the season? Um, I definitely like the overnight tournaments, like with my teammates, you know, those are fun, but I, I think my favorite is, like, like Coach said, before the season, you know, like we went pretty far in football this year, but I'd stop in three, four times a week to see what's going on and see how the team looked because I'm just curious to see how my teammates are going to be this year. I'd always come in and, like, say what's up and do all that because, like, I'm curious it's my team. Um, I also like how they uh, – Go I ahead. Like, I like how, uh, like, to see what it's like, you know. I just get excited because I love this sport. I'm excited to see how I'm going to do, you know. All the work I put in the summer, like, if it helped me get better, if I just overcomplicated it and didn't do the right stuff, you know. Yeah, Colton, same thing to you. I'd say that my favorite thing is probably personally is I love it when I'm out on the mat and everything else gets quiet and you're just going at it and you're and both guys are working and you're putting 110% effort out there. But I think honestly my favorite thing is seeing the kids that are new to the sport. Like my first year wrestling was my freshman year so I can relate to a lot of these kids going in scared. But I like seeing their hunger grow and their um, their want to get better just grow and grow and them building a true love for the sport like I did. But I think that's my favorite part. Speaking of hunger, maybe uh, more in a literal sense, do you guys have a, a favorite cheat meal that you go to when uh, when you can get away with it? I know I know you know having to having to make weight is 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 a constant battle. But is there is there a certain cheat meal you tend to turn to when you can get away with it? So uh, after tournaments, we stop and eat, which you know we earned it because we just wrestled a two day <laughs> tournament. I like stopping at the taco place in Fernley. You know, I'll get a big, big, uh, big plate of tacos and big plate of food to eat after. Or when we stop at Topsy to get food, I'll get a double double at In and Out okay. or a Poke Bowl or something like that okay. to fill me up because you know, you earned it. It's a cheat day. You get to eat what you want. 
I, I definitely am a big fan of the Fernley tacos, but um, I think I think my um, my heart will always be to the the eight dollar hot plate at Rayleigh's, man. That's okay. that's that's my um, I don't know. That's that's my favorite. That's what I look forward to once wrestling season's over. It's the first thing I'm going to be eating. Maybe I have to make a trip out to Fernley to go get these tacos that you're talking about. I. I'll send you the address. Okay, the sounds, good. Beer, Sound, yeah. sounds good. Uh, you know, guys, while while we got you, I guess I'm I'm curious what what keeps you coming back, right? Wrestling is a really tough sport. You, you know, we've talked about it mentally, physically. Uh, I know you, you've mentioned the love for the sport, and maybe that's that's your answer. But what what is it that keeps you coming back day in and day out? Um, wrestlers are a different breed of people, so if they keep coming back year after year, you know they're tough. If you see a kid that you wrestled last year, you know he's tough. What makes me keep coming back is obviously I love the sport. I love getting better. And to see myself, you know, sophomore year winning like 20 matches and junior year winning like 30. And then this year, hopefully get over that 35 to 40 mark. Seeing myself grow just in my records and my overall skills is what makes me keep coming back. Because it's not like football where, you know, oh, I start this year, I start the next year. It's, you know, there's levels to it. There's levels to it. And you want to see how many levels you can grow each year. So that's definitely what makes me come back. And the fact that I want to wrestle in college, you know, I love wrestling. So that's what makes me come back. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I just really like the discipline aspect of it and really just putting it all out there, trying to be the best that you can possibly be. And um, I just really like seeing the growth of, of how I'm growing and the little improvements that I'm making and that the hard work and the discipline is really paying off even when it seems small it's it actually is pretty big jake i'm curious and forgive me again i know i'm kind of off my prep questions now but uh what's it what's it been like seeing the girls side of things grow here at douglas high school oh man that's exciting all across the nation uh watching that grow is just, it's just been amazing to to watch it my my alma mater vermilion um they're in line for a state championship on their girls team as well so uh we've always had you know one or two girl wrestlers here at douglas on teams that i've been a part of in years past it's always been a part but it's never really exploded like this and you know it started with ella and bliss last year and uh monique galloway and then all of a sudden it's just taken fire almost filling an entire girls roster this year has been amazing just missing a couple of spots and i think with the team success in future years, we're really going to be able to fill that roster. Now, on top of that, their wrestling success as well. It's not just the success of having the team, but I mean, they're wrestling hard. Uh, Ellen Bliss are able to step into the, the boys' side of varsity roles uh, from time to time when we need them. And then they go over back over to the girls' tournaments and they're kicking butt over there. Um, several have taken places at the Reed Girls Tournament. SNC Monique was one one match away from placing at SNC or TOC, sorry. And then so SNC's coming up. That's now a two-day tournament for the girls. So that's how much that's grown. Is now it's gone from a one-day to a two-day tournament. Raleigh Lane's going to be a two-day tournament for the girls as well. It's it's really exploding, and we're excited. And how much does the does the success and the turnout kind of go hand in hand to continue to see the program grow into the future? Yeah, the, the, the growth is when other girls see the success, they're starting to sign up at the middle school level. We have them at our, our Wildcats club as well. Uh, the young girls looking up to the girls that are in the, at the high school level, at the college level. We've had Shelby Bell, who is a wrestler for us at Douglas. She's now wrestling in college at the University of Eastern Oregon. And she is, uh, she actually started, uh, she was the first girls dual match at TOC in history. So 
a uh, little history lesson for you there. So Shelby Bell, she's doing amazing things in college. She comes back into the room and our high school girls are looking up to her going, Shelby, what about this? What about that? Uh, picking her brain while the little girls are picking the high school kid, girls' brains. So it, it, it's just, it's that circle and it's great for the sport. It gets everybody excited. Like Sage was saying, that's where that love for the sport comes from. And it just, it just shoots right through the roof. It's awesome. Yeah, for, for you guys both, I'm curious, what are, what are your favorite venues to wrestle in? Do you prefer to be in the, you know, the big open arenas where it's, you know, eight mats going at once? Do you prefer being at home with one mat where you got, you know, hundreds of fans in the stands? Would you prefer to be in a larger venue than that if you, if you can get the chance? I guess, do you have a preference of, uh, of, of venues? My favorite thing is um, wrestling in uh, gyms with a spotlight on you because that's how you know you made it. The regional finals matches have spotlights on them. You know, the finals matches in most tournaments have spotlights on them. I like it when you're the only man out there. That way everyone has to see what you're doing, you know, win, lose, or draw. Or I guess you can't draw in wrestling. Win or lose. Uh, <laughs> you can sit off to the side and doodle. <laughs> uh, win or lose, people, people see you wrestle and it's just you and that spotlight in the middle of the mat. Like in my regional finals match last year, I was the only one in the whole building wrestling. Well, me and my opponent were, but everyone was watching. You know, I didn't win that match, but it just felt super cool to be able to be with the spotlight on you, with everyone watching you. You have your whole family, all your friends, all your teammates there watching you. That's, that's my favorite thing. Wrestling in the big buildings can be a little nerve wracking because it's just so big. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you're wrestling or where you're, you're going to wrestle just you and your opponent on the mat. There's nowhere you can go. Once you get out there, it's just the wrestling mat. You can't leave unless you lose. Yeah. So, um, I, I agree a lot with Sage is that that spotlight on you when everyone's watching you and it's, it's like no other, I'd, I'd say, but, um, I got to experience my, uh, first finals match this year in, in Lowry and yeah, it was like no other man. Um, everyone's watching you and you're out there and you're working your butt off and it's the two best guys of the tournament. So I also, my heart does go out to, to the home duels too, because you got, you got your family members there and you got your whole team watching you and everyone's cheering each other on. It's probably the loudest I've ever seen someone's people screaming for your team. So I don't know, man. I just, like Sage says, once, once you're out there though, in those big arenas or whatever, it's, it's, it's almost like it's just that one mat out there and it's just your opponent and you see nothing else. You're just locked in and you're out there and you're working your butt off. Gotcha. Gotcha. I got, I got one more for you before we let you guys get out of here. Uh, we had Carson High Wrestling on last week. They were talking a lot about avenging that, that football loss. I assume that is not something you guys uh, envision happening. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, w I wouldn't say that that's the truth. Uh, I, I got a couple of scores to settle with Red Wine myself. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we've come close in some with duels in Carson in the past, and we've yet to, you know, take home that title with the the Carson Douglas rivalry here. And you know what? Uh, I think this is our year. I'm excited to see what the boys can do, and or the the kids can do, because girls included. You know, we're going to go to town. And number one goal of the season is always beat beat Carson, and I'm sure that they have that on their list too. The second, I think, is the Sportsmanship Award, which I think we, we've taken from them two of the last three years. <laughs> so I, I love that award. Um, for me, I don't really like Carson. I play football, so I don't like Carson at all, really. I like going to all the sporting events and watching them lose. So I'm excited this year to wrestle them. I've never lost in a duel against Carson. I don't plan to. I just am excited to see the rest of the team step up and, you know, go out there and beat them because with my, this is my third year on varsity. Didn't have a freshman year. We've come close, but we've never beat them. I'm excited to see 
the freshmen step up. And once we get all our weight down to where we want it to be, you know, we have a couple of lightweight guys who can't make it yet because of the hydration seats we fill out. Once we get down to there, I don't think that they're going to be able to beat us because we just have so many levels of people at every weight class. I just, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be like it was the past couple of years. I think it'll be much closer and I think it'll be more fun too to watch the competitiveness of the two schools going at it together. Yeah, those guys talk a lot of smack. That's, 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 that's what I got. But um, I think that um, we got a lot bigger of a drive in the room than they do, um, at least from what I've been seeing. But there's, there's some good guys on that team. But in the end of the day, it's, we got to get that dual win. And I'm just really excited to see uh, how it goes. And I'm pretty confident that Douglas will come out on top because we've been putting in the work. And I think it's pretty funny, though, because most of the guys that are go to Carson we wrestle club with you know there's not that many clubs around this area so I I wrestle club with like five or six of the kids from Carson I've gone to camps with the kids from Carson I've known them for a while mm-hmm. it's all you know we're all good friends until that duel happens and once it happens you know we're Carson versus Douglas the way it's always been so I think that's pretty funny to be like you're my teammate in the off season, but then once the season comes around you know I don't like you anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's a rivalry, but it's two communities very, very much intertwined. Uh, you know, Jake, I guess anything else you want to plug while you're d- or add while, while we got you guys uh, before we let you get out of here? I want to reemphasize the, the, you know, the experiences that these competitions contribute to the team's overall development and prepping us for, for success. Uh, I'm super happy with how the kids are working in the room. The, the time that they've spent in the offseason, I, I can't say it enough. They're stepping up. They're buying in. And it's time to just, you know, go out and, and do what we do. And I'm excited to see what these guys can bring to the table. Awesome. And yeah, make sure to circle that Carson Douglas duel on your calendar. I imagine it, it's already sounding like it's going to be a good one and it's only it's only late December. Um, but that's going to do it for episode 109. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody listening uh, here on you know, either 24th, 25th, or 26th, right around, right around there. Thank you again to Colton Zinn, Sage 80, and of course, head coach Jake Fair for joining us on the podcast this week. And that's going to be all. We'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy.